Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. Good morning, good morning. Yes, I think this is the first time that a church has ever actually listened to the pastor when he said, go and talk and greet people. Like y'all actually did it. You know what, go ahead, give yourself just a big hand clap this morning. Yeah. I like, no, clap for yourself like you like yourself. One more time, give yourself a big hand clap. There it is, that's a little bit better, yeah. Some of y'all are like, man, is this the pastor that makes me clap for a ton of stuff? And I'm like, yep, I am, I'm that guy. Are y'all doing good today? <clears throat> yeah, really glad. Oh, we just lowered all the lights. Can we bring those back up? I like to see my people, all right. Um, well, welcome to church. We're just really, really glad that, you, that you're here today. Uh, if it's your first time to... Uh, to renew life. Would you just slip up your hand? Say, yeah, it's our first time. Hey, let's give them just a big hand clap today. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for being here. We're, you know, um, I think this is week 11, maybe week, week 12, something like that of, of renew. 14, look at my people who really know. Y'all, y'all need to be the pastor of this church is what y'all need to do. I don't even know. And they're like, nope, you, you do it. Um, yeah, week 14, man, just uh, God has just been doing some amazing things here in Lubbock. And, and uh, for those of you who don't know, we, we came here. We started having some gatherings in September-ish. And uh, we were planning on launching Renew Life of September of this year, but the Lord was just moving. And uh, we really felt called to, to start in March, so we kicked up things in March and and uh, right now we have multiple teams that are doing service here in Lubbock that are going to, going into Midland. I'm, I'm actually going down today and preaching at the Midland campuses as well. That's where we got birthed out of. And there's a Renew Life Church in Midland as well. And uh, but we're, we're just excited to be in Lubbock. We're excited about what God is doing. Um, we're excited about this church. I'm excited about this church. I'm excited about what God wants to do, not only in these four walls, but out, but what with you outside of these four walls. Amen. Come on, someone say amen. Uh, it's just, it's something, there's something special that is happening here. I, I want you to know that. Um, I want, as you're sitting there today, um, realize, realize that God is actually doing something special in Lubbock, Texas. Um, you know, uh, in fact, my, my realtor is actually here today. Uh, we, that, that we, we moved here uh, in August of last year. And um, he told Braden this, our senior pastor, he, uh, he, actually he was looking on Zillow for homes and then um, our, our friend Mike called him and, and started talking to him and, and uh, said, kind of saw through uh, Braden's uh, email that it was like Braden at renewlifechurch.com. And so he kind of gave away the pastor card right there, you know. And so Mike, our realtor, was asking, he says, so are you a, you a pastor? And they, they began to talk. And I love what Mike said because he said, he's like, you know, we don't need another church in Lubbock, Texas. And Braden was like, yes, sir. <laughs> is, there, is there good news coming after that comment? He's like, we don't need another church in, 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 in Lubbock, Texas. We need a move of God. And when he said that, it, was, it, was, it, wasn't just, it wasn't just him, it was from the Lord. And, and that's what we're here for. We're here for a move of God. We're here for God to come and, and move in our town, in our city, in our services. As you can see, um, we're in, in our services, we're here to pursue God, amen? We're here to, to go after him and to go after his presence. That's why Bethany Worley is up here dancing and jumping around and you see people worshiping and moving because we're not just here to do church, we're here to worship. That's why Dan gets up and is like, hey, let's, 
Let's worship like this church has never worshiped before. Why? Because we're not here just to do church and just go through the process of, oh yeah, this is the moment in the song where we clap our hands and this is where I'm supposed to lift my hands. No, no, no. We want you to authentically worship God and give him the praise that he deserves. Amen? This is, this is why we're here. And in fact, um, this is what life looks like when you live it by faith. Today, that's actually what I want to talk to you about. What does life look like when we live it by faith? How many of you know that God has called us to live by faith? What does the Bible say? The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Come on, there's some people who know their Bible out there. It says the just shall live by faith. Um, When you read this in scripture, it's actually in reference to believers who are living in the new covenant. As new covenant believers, as people who live in grace and not in the law, we are called to live by faith. God has actually positioned you and me to live by faith. We're, not, we're, we're no longer called to live by rules, regulations, trying to check off all the boxes and do it right, but we are called to live a certain way, and it's by grace through faith. You know, I'm even reminded, how did you start off your relationship with God? How did you start off your relationship with Jesus? You started it off by faith. It says, all those who call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. If they believe in their heart, believe. If they have faith in their heart and confess with their mouth, they'll be saved. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. Just like we obtain salvation as a free gift by grace through faith, Did you know that all the promises of God are made available through the very same avenue? It's actually by faith. So I want you just to to turn inward for a second and ask yourself this question this morning. Am I living by faith? In fact, go ahead and turn to your neighbor and say, are you living by faith? (laughs) You're like, sweet, he's the pastor that also makes me talk to people. All right, cool. Never coming back. No, um, But seriously, are we, are we living by faith? What does it look like to live by faith? And in fact, maybe a, a better question to ask, how do we know if we are living by faith? Before we answer that question this morning, I kind of want us to back up and just ask the question and answer the question, what is faith? What is faith? In fact, as you've been hearing me just for the few minutes talking about faith. What have you thought about when I said live by faith? What are the things that are running through your mind when you hear that word faith? I, I've been in church for a really, really long time. And I, I've, I've come from some, some faith preachers. I've heard a lot about faith. And, and, and it's kind of, if I were to be really, really honest, I don't know if you're, if you're like me, faith can be one of those things that's just, it's hard to grasp sometimes, Right? It's hard to put, to wrap our mind around what faith really is because we hear phrases like, did you use your faith? We hear Jesus say, you of little faith. We read scriptures, take up your shield of faith. You can use your faith and move mountains. We've even heard, you don't have any faith. Some people say, well, what faith are you? It's, it's a confusing word when we don't actually realize what it is. I mean, it can be little, it can be big, we have a measure of it. You can use it, you can't use it. I mean, what, what is this thing called, called faith? Well, scripture actually talks about what it is. And in fact, um, as many of you know, I'm a, I'm a Greek scholar. And uh, nope, that's actually not true at all. 
but I do have Google and I looked up what the word faith means in the Greek. I'm a Google scholar. You see that? That's a good, that's a, that's a bad joke. That's a pastor joke. Um, this word faith in the Greek was actually originally written in, it, the, the word in, in the Greek is pistis. And here's the definition. You ready? It means to be persuaded. I love that. I love that definition. The word faith means to be persuaded. In other words, faith is to be persuaded more in, uh, in God's ways, in the way that God does things, than what our situation is telling us, than what reality is telling us, than the, the circumstance that we come against. I become more persuaded in the promises of God than, than on the reality that I'm actually facing in life. I'm more persuaded in this scripture than I am my opinion. I'm more persuaded in what the Bible says. Here's one that our culture and our world needs to hear today. I'm more persuaded in what scripture says than what my feelings are telling me. Faith is to be persuaded. To be persuaded. If I were to get up here and and persuade you to, to buy a car or to buy a home or to buy something. You get what it means to be persuaded. Faith is the same way. When, when it says to have faith in God, it means to be persuaded in him. Other definitions are belief, trust, assurance. We're, we're assured. We're sure of something. And I love this next one. It's, it's a conviction of something. Faith is to have a conviction of something. You know, we actually find scripture giving a definition of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. If you have your Bible, it'll be our main scripture we're coming out of today. Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. Um, I'm, I'm reading this out of the New Living. It's the best definition I can find that makes the most sense to me. Um, Hebrews 11, uh, chapter 11, verse one, say this. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for, anybody hoping for anything out there, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It goes on to say, it gives us assurance about things we can't see. We become so, in other words, faith, faith looks at something and, they, and, and you don't see it but even though you don't see it, you believe it so much, you know it's real. He goes on to explain this. He says, through their faith, the people of days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That, we now see, that what we now see did not come from, from anything that can be seen. Isn't it interesting that the enemy would love nothing more than to prove the opposite? That we evolved from apes, we're going to teach our kids the same thing. There was some, uh, I mean, let, let, me, let me just talk about faith for just a second. I had not planned to go there, but y'all mind if I just go where I'm going? We're, we're going there anyway, even if you don't, if you don't care. All right. Um, it's, it takes, to me, it takes more faith to believe in the fact that all of a sudden all this junk just got together and it exploded. And then all of a sudden there was stuff that became alive out of it. See, none of us in this room actually believe that. You know what we believe? We believe that God spoke and the earth existed. We believe that God spoke 
and he formed the first man. We believe that God spoke and light entered into the world. We believe that God spoke and the oceans were formed and land was formed. Did it, was anybody, raise your hand if you were there when all that happened. Anybody? So the fact that you believe that proves that you have faith. This is what faith is. We were created to actually be able to believe. In fact, scripture says we've been given a measure of faith. The writer of Hebrews is trying to explain what faith is. He said, it's just like the entire universe was formed. We believe it. Then he goes on in verse six and he says this. This is why I believe it's so important to live by faith. He says, and it's impossible to, to please God without faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. I want to title today's message, Engaging Faith, Engaging Faith. Would you take a moment and just pray with me today? Jesus, we thank you. <clears throat> we thank you for your word. I just pray right now that faith would come, that you would stir up our faith, that, that, that any dormant faith or any dead faith, that it would just come to life in this service today. We take you at your word. We choose to have faith in your word today. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead and we ask you to guide us into your truth. We pray it in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Amen, amen. Do I have any people in here that, that um, you enjoy working out, running, lifting weights? Anybody in here? Okay, a couple of you. How many of you do not enjoy running, lifting weights, working out? Okay, I figured there'd be more hands that would go up when it came to that. Um, in fact, many of us, we, there's not many of us that actually enjoy, um, enjoy working out. I, I played sports for many, many years of my life and I absolutely hated working out. And then all of a sudden when sports were done, it's been one of the things that I enjoy the most. You know, as a pastor, you kind of, you, I sit around a lot, I talk to a lot of people, I'm studying, reading the Bible and I don't get a lot of activity during my day. So uh, one of my favorite parts of the day is actually, actually working out. I really enjoy it. And um, I've just been, I've been around it a lot. I've learned a lot about it. And if you, if you do your research and you kind of get into the, the lifting world, um, there's, there's one thing that you realize is very, very important when you're lifting weights, and that's engaging your core. Anybody ever heard this before? You, 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 I, I'll, I'll give you proof that you know what engaging your core feels like. Have you ever been at PE class and your, and your PE teacher said you're, you're, you're in push-up position, they say, drop your butt? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you are like, did he just say butt? I did. I'm going to say it, butt. That's three times I said butt. Four. There's four right there. All right? It's, it's when, we, it, when you engage your core when you're lifting, um, it actually prevents injury. It strengthens you. It gives you another power. It actually focuses uh, the muscles that you're actually trying to lift. It's very, very important that you learn as you lift weights. And I, I, don't, I don't run, so I read about running. It's the same thing. You engage your core. It actually helps you to run as well. I, uh, I, I, as I think about, many of us have seen the bloopers of this, but if there's one lift that I could say it's important to engage your core in, it's squats. I don't do those either, but they're, they're called squats, all right? And, and you get under that bar, right? And if you don't engage that core, what's gonna happen? You're gonna bend down and you're gonna stop bending this way and you're gonna start bending this way. And they make for really good videos, but it does not feel good when that actually happens to you. But here's the point. When you don't engage your core, you're at the mercy of that bar. That bar is the one that's in control. You go wherever it tells your body to go. Hear me today. Many Christians live their life at the mercy 
of life, of people, of the enemy, because they actually have never learned to engage their faith. Just like you would engage your core when lifting, God has called us to actually engage the core of our being, the the power that he placed on the inside of us. He's called us to engage our faith. And what happens when we engage our faith in life, we, 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 have, we have strength, we have power, we don't get injured, we don't succumb to the, the temptations of the enemy, we, 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 we avoid bad situations. Why? Because we have our faith turned on. We have our believer. I mean, we're called believers, right? The question is, isn't if we're a believer or not, it's if we're a believing believer. Is our believer turned on? When we go through life, when we approach situations, are we living by faith? Many Christians, I've seen this, many Christians actually live a life with unengaged faith. And here's how I know. I hear hear things come out of believers' mouths like, well, that's just the way that life is. Oh, well, you know, man, just everything happens for a reason. By the way, not a scripture. Just want to throw that out there. It's actually not a scripture. We quote it like it's Philippians 16.4. There's not that many chapters in Philippians, which is why it's not in the Bible. (laughs) Everything happens for a reason, you know? It's just the way that it is. And many of us actually believe that we can do nothing about what life throws at us. Can I challenge your faith today? The Bible teaches completely the opposite. When we look at the life of Jesus, you know what we see? We see a person filled with faith. We see, we see a person in, in the person of Jesus. You know, what, you know what Jesus did? He walked around causing a ruckus wherever he went. He shook things up wherever he went. He didn't let life just happen to him. How many know about the story where he's with his disciples and he's on the lake and they're crossing over and the storm hits? Everybody knows, it's my favorite story in the whole Bible. Here they are, they're on the boat. Here comes the storm. Here comes the big waves, the big winds. And guess what Jesus is doing? He's sleeping. The disciples are freaking out and they run over and they shake him, Jesus. And they say, Jesus, don't you care that we're gonna die? And I just picture Jesus wiping the boogers from his eyes, you know, and it's just like, really guys? Wind, waves, eh, stop. You know what Jesus didn't say? They were like, Jesus, we're gonna die. He didn't, he didn't wake up and be like, yeah, you know, life just happens sometimes. You know, when you're on the lake, there's storms. Storms are just there. We'll just, we'll see what happens. If we all go down, you are hanging out with the Savior. It'll be, out, it'll be all right. That's not what we read. We, we, we see Jesus standing up and confronting life. We see Jesus standing up and confronting that storm. Just the other day when, I was probably three weeks ago, when that tornado, when that funnel cloud came down, I think it was in Wolferth, and, and um, the, the, the weather was really, really bad. I, uh, <laughs> I've told people for years, like, how many of y'all, y'all grew up watching the movie Twister? Anybody ever watched the movie Twister? I had a crush on Helen Hunt, and I just, that made me, I, I made me love twisters, right? I was like, I'm going to be a tornado chaser when I grow up. That's what I'm going to do. God will provide. I don't need money. I'm just going to be a tornado chaser. Until I saw my first funnel cloud three weeks ago. And then I became a little child. 
Like, I thought I wanted to do this. Now I don't. But I'll never forget, I was sitting at my house watching this storm come in. And I, I've never seen, I mean, I, I lived in Amarillo for eight years. I'd never seen a, a funnel cloud before. And when it started to come down, I can tell you something went off on the inside of me. And just so y'all know, your pastor was out in the front yard speaking to the funnel cloud. I had my phone out. I was like, oh, this is awesome, funnel cloud. I'm like, in Jesus' name, you break up right now. I cast that storm out of this town. It will not destroy it. I'm not joking. I was just, and I, <laughs> it was like everyone was having fun. All of a sudden, I started speaking, and my, my kids and my wife just got real quiet. Like, yeah, it's that serious. <laughs> Sure enough, the storm broke up. Now, I'm not saying that it was my faith that broke the storm up, but I'm not saying that it wasn't either. But there was, there was a moment in, in, in time where here I was, I was facing life, and I said, no, that earthly, earthly reality is not measuring up to a heavenly promise. And because the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in me, I'm gonna speak to that storm and I'm gonna expect my words to actually do something. What am I talking about today? I'm talking about faith. When you come up to situations in life, are you living by faith? Do you even think to engage your faith? When, the, when Jesus got through preaching to thousands of people and they were all hungry, Jesus didn't send them away hungry. He didn't just say, well, you're, you know, you're the one who came out to listen to me and you're the one who skipped lunch. He said, no, faith, here, let's bless the fish and the bread and let's multiply it to thousands and thousands of people. When they would bring him the sick, the lame, the dead, what would he do? He would confront the situation. Jesus lived a life of confronting earthly reality. Any reality that did not measure up to a heavenly promise, he confronted. And not only did he confront it, he changed it. And then he went on to say, oh yeah, by the way, greater works will you do than I've done. In other words, we don't have an excuse not to live by faith. Jesus actually personified what it looks like to have engaging, real life faith. You know, I was telling our, our team as we were back there, you know, that um, <clears throat> this, this question has always convicted me when I had a pastor, would always, he'd ask this every once in a while. But he'd ask me, he'd say, what are you believing for? And I wanna ask you that question today. Right now, as you sit in those chairs, what are you believing for? Many, many times my answer, <laughs> I said in silence, like all of you just did. It's like, um, nothing. I'm actually not believing for anything. Many of us as Christians, we find it really, really easy whenever there's a bad situation. Oh, now we can believe. But what about when life's just flowing, when life's good? What about when you slip into summertime like we just did? Oh, life's finally slowing down. Yeah, but the just shall live by faith. What are you believing for? What's your faith going towards? Because we're called to live by faith. Mark chapter 11, Jesus was walking with his disciples and he said, said this, <clears throat> have faith in God. Have faith in God. I'll tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. 
but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. I'm gonna backtrack. I just realized I didn't finish my story. As I was talking to the team today, what Jesus did after, when he taught what we just read, you know what had just happened? He had just spoken to a fig tree and the fig tree withered up and died. I want you to think about this story for a moment. Here Jesus is walking with his disciples. He he sees a fig tree. It has leaves. So he goes up to it expecting to be able to eat from it. And when he gets there, there's no fruit. Now, if you read this story in different parts of scripture, you realize it actually says that the tree had no fruit because it wasn't the season for the tree to bear fruit. Just so everyone knows, Jesus was God. He actually knew that about the fig tree. It didn't take him to be God to even know that. He was just a smart man. He walked up and still he cursed the fig tree. He w- Jesus was mad that the fig tree did not have food for him to eat. And check this out. His faith, his believer was so turned on. His, his faith was so engaged. When he opened his mouth, the next day they walked by and the tree is just dead. Proof that he lived a life just with faith flowing out of him, with power flowing out of him, with strength flowing out of him. His faith was engaged. When he talked, he meant what he said. And when he talked and words came out of his mouth, he realized these are not just words coming out, power's coming out because there's faith behind my words. It was a life of an engaged, engaged faith. So I wanna ask you today, what does... What does living by faith actually look like in our everyday life? For you, what does living by faith look like? Well, I wanna give you a couple examples. It looks like praying for healing whenever your child gets sick. It looks like believing God when you lose your job or finances are low. Hear me, hear me. It doesn't just look like you going out and going and working your tail off to make ends meet. Should you work hard? Absolutely. Should, you get, should, should people, if they don't have a job, get off their rear and go get a job? Absolutely. But you don't just go out and do it in your own power. When you wake up and you go out to go get that new job or you go out to go get more work, what are you doing? You do it by faith. God, I'm doing this by faith. I'm gonna take a step knowing that you're gonna meet me. I live a life of faith. What what does living a life of faith look like? It looks like tithing. It looks like being generous. It looks like taking a risk because you felt that God told you to do something. I know we got many businessmen in here and women. The Lord's asking you to take a step of faith to get out of that boat. That's what living by faith looks like. It looks like worshiping when you don't feel like it. It's really easy to worship when you feel like it. But what about when you don't? You worship by faith. You say, well, that feels fake. Yeah, but the old adage is true. Fake it till you make it, baby. Just fake it till you make it. Do it by faith. Just do it in obedience. Looks like worshiping when you don't want to. It looks like obeying even when it's hard. It looks like sharing the gospel 
Ouch, that one's, that one's, we've been talking about that one, huh? It takes faith to share the gospel. I just straight, just so y'all know, <clears throat> I had an opportunity this week and I just couldn't do it. I just straight walked right by it. Like, Lord, are you sure? And I was just like, ah, too awkward. And I just walked off. No faith, that's okay. Next time. Looks like living by faith. Okay, Lord, I'm not giving up because I messed up. Give me strength, give me power. I, 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 that's actually evidence that I can't do it by myself. So Lord, I need you. Live by faith. Here's one I, I felt strongly, the Lord brought this one back up and I finally wrote it down, brought it up two or three times. It, faith, living by faith looks like confronting a wrong conversation that's happening at work or with friends. Inappropriate conversation going on. I'm not saying that you step out and in judgment or you shame people, but you're living a life of faith. If you got a group of people who are talking about how bad it is and, and how, how business is really, really bad right now and how our world's really, really bad right now and gosh, our president, he's just the worst thing that's ever lived on the face of the earth and our government's just going to hell in a handbasket. I mean, what do y'all say out there? It's just like there's, that's what my parents always said. It's like, now he said hell. He said, but and that word. Okay, yeah, it's in the Bible. It's relax. <laughs> I'm shaking some of y'all up this morning. It's, it's when, I'm, when I see a conversation, there's just no faith there. You can just tell, there's nothing there that, that says faith at all. I'm not saying you bust in there judging everybody and saying, man, y'all are talking wrong. Y'all aren't living by faith. No, I'm saying you go in and say, yeah, you know, all that, that's actually all really, really true, but we live in a different reality. Word says we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He'll add everything unto us, no matter how bad business is right now. You know what? Our God's a provider. It is really bad. You know what? Yeah, our president, he doesn't actually know what he's doing, but God appointed him. Why don't we just believe for, 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 for God to send people who can help him? See, it's just, there's faith. You can even feel it when I talk it. It's not just positive self-talk, it's faith. We're called to live by faith. I'll close with this story. We, um, Joy Field, she's our, our children's pastor and she just does an amazing job with our kids first off. She's just, she's absolutely amazing. She's a teacher for how long, Landon? Do you know? You're the husband, you better know. 14 years, she was a teacher and she's still doing children's ministry for us. And she's just an amazing person. But she's also, she has a heart for missions. She was down in Midland this week and um, she was meeting with the people they are gonna go to Albania here in two or three weeks. And, and uh, she's meeting with this, this mission team. And just recently, you know, Joy grew up Baptist. She grew up going to a Baptist church. Um, she, you know, when she started coming to Renew Life, it's the first time she's really seen just kind of the, the hands lifting, the clapping, the, you know, the, the dancing, the jumping. Um, and she got to just experience a, a lot of things she never grew up with. And we had one of our, our, our staff members actually lead her in the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And Joy received a prayer language. She began to speak in tongues and it completely changed her life. She, uh, She's been living this way for two years and she's always been looking for an opportunity to actually lead someone in that same experience. Lead them in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, give, and letting someone get their prayer language and helping them along. And, 
And she's felt so impressed that all these people who are going on this mission trip, here they are, they're going into a foreign country, they're gonna be battling things in the spirit. And, it was, and, it, and, and for them to not, someone to be going and not really have their prayer language, be able to pray, sometimes you don't know what to pray. It's like, she, she, she felt like they were missing a tool they really, really needed, that God had provided for them. So she had her meeting this last week and she felt the Lord was asking her to ask if there was anybody there who wanted to receive their prayer language. And she, she, was, she's, she was nervous for I don't know how long, right? She's like, God, do you really want me to do this? She's like, can't Keith do it? Can't Cody, you know, the campus pastor in Midland, can't he? Let all the adult pastors do that. Children's pastors don't do this kind of thing. But she knew the Lord wanted her to do it. She went and had a meeting. I think there was four people there. Now, just so you know, that makes it harder to do the thing that God has told you to do, Right? Because you can't, you can't really hide in a group of four people. Like, well, if anybody wants to get their prayer language, just meet me back here. Everyone knows when one person out of the four goes to walk, what's happening, right? It's a more intense situation. Long story short, she goes for it. She gives the invitation. She invites one of the ladies. This lady's been going to our church for years. She's always wanted to have this thing called their prayer language. She's always desired it. And she went back, she met Joy. They began to pray and began to go after it. And this lady got filled with the Holy Spirit, began speaking in tongues, got her prayer language, is gonna be prepared to go on this mission trip like she never has before. And it completely rocked her. But here's the thing, it didn't just rock her, it rocked Joy. You know what happened in that situation? I'll tell you what happened faith. That's living by faith. Living by faith is God, God, you can use me. You can actually use me. Oh, you're telling me to do something? I'm going to risk it. I'm going to go for it. We're going to see what happens. God, you did it in me. I want you to do it in somebody else. And she stepped out in great faith. And it was, hear, hear me today, it was, it was a combination of God's goodness and his grace and her faith that allowed that girl, that lady, to actually receive that day. Her faith as well. You wanna know why? Because God moves on our faith. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.